Good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome to Walk It Out. My name is Gretchen Cannon, and uh, this is Mike Daniel. Hey. And uh, I've asked Mike to come on tonight just to talk through the process of transformation and what it looks like um, as you go from aware to own. We've been talking about this process according to the revelation of the new covenant and what the new covenant looks like in our life. But uh, before we get started on that, I just want to recap a few minutes and then uh, we'll dive into some good stuff here. So um, those of you that have not been a part of the process um, over the last uh, two weeks, I'm going to go ahead and throw a graphic up right now so you can see. And this is a tool um, or a diagram that can help you see like maybe what stage of processing and transformation that you're in as you move um, from being just a hearer of the word to being a doer and what that might look like to go from aware to ponder, then over to value to like changing your behavior in the behavior gap to reprioritize like where your life is completely reprioritized around whatever the concept is to owning it. And so if you want more details about the specifics of that, I encourage you to go back to the last two weeks and check that out. But as we dive into the content here, I just want to tell you a little bit about Mike and kind of how we became uh, friends, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're friends. We are I friends. Like him. Yeah, yeah, we're friends. Yeah, we're friends. <laughs> Mike lives in San Antonio. Yeah. And uh, tell me a minute or tell him a minute about your ministry and because it's a sure. great resource for them to be able to jump yeah. into. So I lead uh, really two ministries. One's a speaking and missions ministry called Zoe Code Ministry. Zoe's the Greek word for life. And so we share new covenant truth of what the God gospel is and what that looks like and all of our relationships and responsibilities, both in the church, but also just in general in day-to-day -day life. If the gospel doesn't become practical, then we're really missing something. And so yeah, the indwelling life of Christ <laughs> is all about what we do. So I do a lot of leadership training yeah. and I've done some eldership training here mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, preach for uh, pastors when mm -hmm. they're away or even when they're present in the yeah. case of Steve. Yeah. So uh, that's Zoe Code. But Mike Q. Daniel Ministries takes a lot of that same content and makes it available online. So two nonprofits, one's more of a missional speaking ministry, one's more of an online resource ministry. So yeah. if you want to find out more, you can always find me at Mike Q. Daniel, Middle Initials Quest. I'm the only one. There's a <laughs> lot of Mike Daniels, but there's only one MikeQDaniel.com. Yeah. And uh, you can always get hold of me there. Yeah. And we uh, got into connection. We were trying to think probably in 2013, we're guessing really somewhere don't know. around in there. It's been years. Yeah. Yeah. And um, when he came and started doing some things here at Grace Church with yeah. us, and we grew at our partnership, and um, he spent some time coaching me and discipleship and some different things like that. Yeah. And probably going to build some things in the future together. I'm Absolutely. Not sure, not sure what all that looks like, but <laughs> yeah. the Lord does. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's been yeah we've talked about all kinds of, of projects, but some yeah. of those doors God opens and some of them just uh, feed other projects. Right. So. <laughs> and sometimes he opens later and you're like, oh, well, this That's is right. the right timing. That's yeah. Right. But um, Mike's, Mike's ministry is a great resource. So jump online and check it out and just sees the new covenant, amazing, the grace grid, all of those things. And so uh, you want to take advantage of that for Thanks. sure. So yeah. you're welcome. You're Would welcome. love to help if I can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to read before we get started into this discussion, James 1. Um, starting in um, 
22, it says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. And I love what you just said. Like if the gospel and the things of the kingdom don't come practical in your life, mm-hmm. I mean, what good is it? Right. And, and right there it says it's right. deceiving. Right. Yeah. If it doesn't make any difference, then knowing it makes you feel better about yourself without ever living out the different the difference of the life that we've actually right. got, which is all about what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And like we like to live comfortable. Yeah. We like yeah. to feel good instead of having to walk out yeah. whatever it is, yeah. you know. But then when we walk it out, there's such joy. We forget about that. Right. It changes in our experience mm-hmm. what's already been changed in yeah. our identity. Yeah. And that gap is something a lot of people never get across. Exactly. Yeah, we're going to dive into more yeah. about that for sure. Yeah. So uh, verse 23 says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he mm-hmm. is like a man observing his face his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Mm. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. And like this, this scripture is just so perfect for the process that we go through of transformation, whether it's like practical things in our life or kingdom concepts that become practical in our life. Right. Yeah. Right. And that practicality really is what we're talking about. When we say transformation, we're we're transformed the moment we receive Christ. We are reborn as a new thing, right? We were an old thing in Adam and we're taken out of Adam and placed in Christ co-crucified, co-resurrected, ascended and seated in Christ. That's done immediately. So we're not talking about progressing in transformation of what we are. We're talking about when my daughter was born, she was already a perfect, complete human, but she's much better at living out the potential of what that means now. Right. Uh, Because humans are designed for some things she was no good at at first, but she had to learn to walk and to talk. Mm -hmm. She had to learn in a lot of ways to be human, but she never became more human. In my marriage, I'm not more married today, but after a couple of decades, I'm a little better at it. Yeah. Not a lot. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but a little. Well, and so that's what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. And, and we were created in his image. Right. But yet we are now, like our soul, because of sin entering the world, is being conformed to his image. Right. Our mind, our will, and emotions. Like, or it's being conformed are. to the world. Yeah. So there's right. some choices that we make, both in our belief, but also in our practice, right. that move us in our experience mm-hmm. To experience more of who we are in Christ or to experience more of the lie yeah. of who we're trying to be according to the flesh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I I really want us, uh, like the Lord has had us in a lot of the New Covenant economy the last month or so here at Grace Church. Awesome. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe a little bit further than that. But yeah. I need to go back and catch those. <clears throat> yes, even you, know. do. you do. Awesome. And Steve does a great job communicating it. But like... I want people, like, it's great truths, and so many times, like, we base what we see the New new Covenant economy, we base it upon how we relate to the Lord, and that is so true, but we don't realize, well, I'm going to be transactional with you, so I'm not walking in the New Covenant economy towards you, and so, like, what does it look like as people progress 
in being conformed to his image, being conformed to the new covenant that already lives in their spirit, man. In practice. Yeah, yeah. in practice. Like, what does it really look like to actually own it in our thoughts, our behavior, our attitudes, our emotions, like all of that? So what does it look like for somebody to just become aware of the new covenant. Right. So this grid that you have of moving from, you know, awareness mm-hmm. to sort of pondering it to valuing mm-hmm. it, that that process is a great illustration because uh, many believers have been made new in Christ and the yeah. old creation is gone, the new creation has come, there's something entirely new and they don't know it. Right. They think that the gospel is that they've been forgiven of their sins. Now, as beautiful as that is, Mm -hmm. that's at best half the gospel. And I've come to believe it's not even half the gospel. It's just what was necessary for the gospel. Because the gospel is that you're in union Mm -hmm. with Christ, that your spirit and his spirit are actually one spirit within you. Your spirit is brought to life by being in union with his spirit. So I have the potential now It's not always my experience, but I have the potential now to fully participate in his divine life all the time. So maturity is not becoming more like God, really. He's already made you like him in spirit. That's who you are. But maturity is growing up and increasingly experiencing Mm -hmm. and expressing what's already true in us. Mm -hmm. So if you talk about that pondering or that uh, awareness in Mm -hmm. terms of the gospel, really a lot of people are what John calls in 1 John chapter 2, children they don't really know who they are they don't really know what they have they just know they've just met god yeah they just have come into a relationship with him but they don't even know what's happened to them Mm -hmm. in that relationship and they've just come into a little bit of awareness in that sense of him just being savior right like he saved me from my sins he saved me from hell i get to go to heaven right i like i feel his presence and his love right the way yeah. John put it is, he, you know who your father is. Yeah. You don't know what that relationship is like. <laughs> right. You don't know how to live that out. You don't know what you have in him. You just know that you're in, yeah. which is wonderful. And if that's all you ever know, if that's the only choice you ever make, mm-hmm. you're still just as heaven ready right. as right. you will ever be, as anyone has ever been. You're completely ready. Right. You're completely sanctified in the sense that everything about you, body, soul, and spirit, mm-hmm. has been set aside for what God wants to do in your life. But living that out mm-hmm. and being an expression of that is what it means to grow mat- uh, more mature, yeah, to grow right, spiritually, right. right? Growing in grace. If Jesus had to grow in stature and grace, mm-hmm. <laughs> then we like have we to don't grow. arrive right, on day right. one. Right, we don't arrive yeah. on day one. It's a, a, a friend of mine says it's an eighty-year plan. I think it's more like an <laughs> infinitely long yeah. plan. Right, we will spend eternity Turn, getting yeah. to know God, God in us awesome. more. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so it's already fun. begun. Yeah. So if somebody's going to move from just being aware of like uh, Christ in them and the new covenant Mm -hmm. and they move into ponder, like some of the things that um, that that might be is like they begin to research maybe what the new covenant is more Mm -hmm. or they dive into. They want to listen and read stuff and things like that. So like maybe what are some resources that you know off the top of your head? Yeah, okay. exactly. I'll think of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even scriptures, like yeah, what are some? I mean, Hebrews 8 is one we've we've been in a lot, as Good. well as uh, some in Ezekiel um, 36. But like, what mm. does it, like, what are some things as people begin to ponder? Like, okay, I've heard a lot about this new covenant. I like it, but I need to investigate it more. Mm-hmm. And so what does that look like in a person's life? And then 
how might they be able to do that more? Yeah, that's a good question. So there's something that happens when I suddenly realize there's something that I now know or have been confronted with that I didn't know before. Mm -hmm. There's an idea that's been presented to me. For instance, um, many Christians are trying to be more godly. Mm -hmm. And if you realize that God has made you righteous, that it's a relational reality, Mm -hmm. not a religious process. It's not my behavior. It's a relationship. Well, I can say that. And some of y'all may have never heard that phrase before. And you go, is that, is that true? Am I already as righteous in Christ as I will ever Mm -hmm. be, even if I don't always act like Mm -hmm. it? And so you're going to have to go and figure that out. And so where do you go? (laughs) Um, Because I don't want you to believe me. I want you to go and ask that question and go through it in relationship with God. And so, but I want you to to at least be asking that question, pursuing that that truth. Mm-hmm. And so a great place to go is Romans 5 through 8. Mm-hmm. I think Romans mm-hmm. 5 through 8 walks us through. It's kind of the core of the gospel. Romans is unique. Mm-hmm. It's the only book where Paul is writing out kind of his systematic theology, yeah. the, the need from creation till now or from the fall yeah. until now for a righteousness from God. Mm-hmm. The whole book of Romans is about discovering, living out how it was made possible and what that looks like in our life, this righteousness from God. So there's a need for it, Jew or Gentile, there's a a provision for it. Uh, And then from Romans 5 through 8, he talks about our economy, how Mm -hmm. we live with Mm -hmm. God as receivers, not achievers of the Mm -hmm. Christian life. It's not what we do for him. It's what he does through us and his provision and his righteousness Mm -hmm. and his holiness. And then in Romans 6, he's talking about what then happens to us when we embrace that, that we have been crucified with Christ, Mm -hmm. immersed into Christ. So he walks us through how what Jesus did on the cross, not just that he did it, but how what he did is really transformational to us. And then in Romans 7, he's talking about then what's the implication to us in the law, Mm -hmm. our relationship with God, all of this that has already happened for every Christian, but most people think Jesus is empowering us to be better law keepers. And we're actually dead to the law Mm -hmm. if we're alive in Christ. You can't be in relationship with both. And so finally in Romans 8, he says, so if that's true, all of the sin issues are already taken care of you, right? Your superpower is that you're uncondemnable in Christ. And the rest of Romans 8, is about, okay, then what does it look like to Mm -hmm. walk according to the Spirit, to live out of the spirit of sonship we've Mm -hmm. been given in Christ and this relationship that we have with him that's not my causing, but I still get to choose to live it out on a daily basis. So he unpacks this love of God that's unconditional, but I get to walk in Mm -hmm. or not walk in. This spiritual reality that I get to follow or Mm -hmm. ignore, I can walk in the flesh instead. So he starts to unpack then what that means to us. And then the rest of the book of Romans is, okay, so if that's true, then what about all of these other relationships and all these other circumstances? And how do we reconcile the Old Testament? Mm -hmm. He talks about Pharaoh and Moses, right, in Romans 9. So the rest of it is about worship Mm -hmm. and uh, living together with one another. And what do you do with your sin patterns? And what do you do with other people's sin patterns? And so really that central theme, Mm -hmm. Romans 5 through, is a great place to move from not even fully being aware, but being aware that there might be something you're not aware of yeah. to really ponder these truths in a way that, that can be transformational in your experience. Yeah, that's so good. So as they're diving into those scriptures and Romans and things are starting to come alive to them and they're just like starting to see it more clearly, then they move in like that's going to naturally move them into the value stage because the spirit of God inside right. of them is going to awaken them to things. You know, right. I'm reminded of the scripture like no one needs a teacher. Right. Like right. He, he will yeah, be your teacher. He will right. be your teacher. Right. And like the Holy Spirit will teach you 
all things new and he'll remind you of all things old. And so like everything that he's going to make alive. So as they value, then they're so excited, like, man, this is so good. This is so important. And I mean, you, you pretty much said my favorite scripture is Romans 6, 14, like in the entire Bible, but we are not under the law, but we are under grace. And I love that scripture. Because it was an epiphany for you. So you love it because of what it meant to you when you realized the truth of it. Yeah. Yeah. And and man, there's a story on that. What happened was my mother-in-law, she wasn't even my mother-in-law yet, had sent me Um, a birthday card and I still have it. So this was 24 years ago or 25, something like that. And um, the post office had done their postmark across it. And it said, uh, under grace. (gasps) And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> it was like stamped under grace. The U.S. Postal Service. Wow. And like the, that week, the Lord took me to that scripture just in a normal reading. Okay, did you ever find out why it said under no, grace? No, but I didn't care. Wow. But I mean, it was amazing. I got to figure and that so, out. And <laughs> so like I had this huge observation about like we're not under law, we're under grace and like wow. all of these things. And it just, it was so good. Wow. And, um, and what so, an example yes, of being did. aware of something and then you have to go, yeah. okay, what is this? What yeah. does this mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and why? Like, you're you're kind of like why was it on the envelope right. and you know like, I yeah. don't care it was right. for me it was God <laughs> it was talking me. to me yeah. I love and that. so like you began to be like oh my gosh this stuff in Romans this new covenant economy right. the terms the five terms of the new covenant they are so important and everybody should know them and that's really value but guys we're just talking right now about being doers I mean, about being here, sorry, not doers. You were like, I don't understand that yet, but okay. (laughs) About being hearers and not doers. And so in order for you to move from being just a hearer to a doer, there's a behavioral gap. Mm. And in that behavioral gap, we talked about it before, but like Psalm 37, three and four talks about being disciplined and thinking about his faithfulness and knowing Mm. those things and then delighting in the things of the Lord and and then the byproduct of that is he gives you the desires of his, of of your heart mm. because your desires become his desires right. through that process. Right. And in a very base way, <clears throat> that's already true, right? I yeah. hate my sin when I sin, right. and I love righteousness when I see it and have a sense of it. I love the relationship I have when I realize to a greater degree how loved I am. Yeah. I don't realize how loved I am because it's always more than I realize. Yeah, but. Yeah. But when you get a taste of that, your your heart just sings because it resonates with who you really are. Yeah. And so to a real degree, our our heart is already his heart, mm-hmm. but it's so entangled with all of these fleshly right. lying beliefs about what I need and what I want and what will right. satisfy me. And so as those get peeled away... Mm-hmm. It becomes clear and clear that the joy of God is the desire of my heart and that the joy of my heart is the desire of God. Yeah. Those things are are really um, indistinguishable. Right. Well, and you move through that. Beha- we call it the behavioral gap, mm-hmm. like your actions right. and your thoughts and your emotions, like those things, your behavior starts looking more like exactly what you're talking about through the behavioral gap. And so like with everything we've talked about, whether it's Romans or a different example, what does it look like for somebody to start changing their behavior? They're not quite a doer, 
but they're not just a hearer. They're kind of in that right. f- that gap, that transition. Right. Yeah. Because like to be a doer, and and we've talked before, like um, the old uh, the Old Testament word, the Hebrew word for hear, means not to just hear. It means to hear and obey. Mm. Shema. Yeah. And and with Shema, like if you didn't do it, you didn't hear it. But in the Greek world and, and, and now, our American, yeah, it's, not it's not the same at all. So what does it really look like for somebody to move, like be moving towards the doer? They're out of the here. Right. But they're kind of in that gap in between. And you have to be careful because our goal is not to increase activity. Right. Our goal is the natural organic fruit out, of right. living from Christ in our yes. life. So, you know, Colossians 2 says, live just as you were saved, right? You were dependent upon Christ for your salvation. That's my faith placed in mm-hmm. his grace, his sufficiency. So I can increasingly live dependently upon him. And he increasingly then out of my availability right. expresses his unique capability. So I'm increasingly experiencing what only Christ can yeah. do in and through me. So when we talk about doing, we're not talking about increased activity mm-hmm, right. for God. That's all performance-based right. merit that we're not under. Right. That's kind of being it's under the, the transactional, law. Yeah. right? It's the right. transactional. So if we're going to move to we're a relational about fruit, paradigm, a byproduct. Yeah. right? Then we're really talking about the more I mm-hmm. depend upon Him, I have to believe that He's got my needs met. Yeah. So I'm not living for what I can get from Gretchen in mm-hmm. this moment. I'm instead trusting God with my needs. And he can meet them however he wants. Mm-hmm. And because I can trust him as a good father, I can be available in this moment mm-hmm. right now for whatever he wants to do that I don't know mm-hmm. instead of what I might think I need that I do know. Yeah. And so that that's that decision-making process. What happens is after I do that a couple of times, 10 times, 20 times, 1,000 times, God increasingly mm-hmm. proves his faithfulness. Yeah. I'm not trying to increase my faith, my confidence, my trust. I just am increasingly experiencing what only he can do in and through me. And what does that do? It causes me to want to be dependent, to want to be yeah. available. And I can can experience his leading and his productivity instead of instead of my own. Yeah. Now, it's worth noting that this is, these are not binary. I don't go, I'm right. done being aware. Right. Now I know the gospel and yeah. I'm going to start pondering the gospel. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> becoming more aware yeah. as I'm pondering <clears throat> mm-hmm. and I'm increasingly experiencing mm-hmm. as I'm learning. Yeah. Um, and even my priority, my values are changing even as I'm learning. So there's an overlap. Mm-hmm. There becomes a time when what feels normal, and we're not living for feelings, mm-hmm. but there still comes a time when what feels normal mm-hmm. is living from his life. Yeah. And and that's that's what I want. You for have people. a you have a realization. Like what you're talking about, it feels normal. Like you have a realization like, hey, this is my native land. Right. That what I was doing three months ago or however long ago it was, man, that wasn't my native right. land. So it's yeah. not my intention to live a specific way. It's my intention to Hebrews 12, this yes. thing, right? That I will increasingly fix my eyes on Christ. It's self-forgetfulness, not self-actualization, yeah. you know? So I'm fixing my mm-hmm. eyes on him. And the more I see him at work in me, according to the truth that I'm becoming aware of, uh, and and increasingly believe that mm-hmm. that would be the value piece. Mm-hmm. Then the more my faith naturally increases. He's yeah. the author and perfecter, so it grows as I look to him, not as I try to make mm-hmm. it grow. Right, right. No kid ever grew up by putting on dad's shoes. Right. You, you aren't trying to be right. more. You're just growing mm-hmm. in your relationship with him, and the natural byproduct yeah. is going to be your increasingly. You know, we don't want to be unbelieving believers. Mm-hmm. I believe everything in Scripture, and yet if it never becomes personal, if it never becomes about my rel- God loves the world right. is great to know about God, but God loves me starts to change so me. So good. Yeah, it's so good. And so 
you know, like one of our values here is intimacy. And if we live com- connected and in union with the indwelling life of Christ within us, then fruit is going to happen. But so many times we have like, we don't even pay attention to our behaviors. Right. Even. Right. Like we just go about our flesh and sometimes we're like, hey, right. that wasn't fruit. That was my flesh. I need to yield to the one right. belief system. Right. What what What's true of me in that yeah. as opposed to this lie? That right. was, what's the need I was trying yes. to get mad? We're not trying to manage sin. Right. We're not trying to manage At the flesh. All. No amount of self-righteous behavior, which is the flesh, can ever overcome unrighteous yeah. behavior, which is the flesh, right? Good and bad flesh yeah. patterns are not not the goal. We're not yeah. trying to increase the good and decrease the bad. Instead, when I feel all of the mm-hmm. things contrary to the fruit of the Spirit, I feel envy mm-hmm. or frustration or chaos or anxiety instead of love mm-hmm. and joy and peace and patience. So when I'm feeling things contrary to what the Spirit wants to produce in my life, those should be a flag yeah. to me. Right. I'm not trying to fix the behavior to cause mm-hmm. maturity or right. whatever. Change my experience. Instead, when I'm seeing the flesh, it's because I'm trying to live for and from a source other than what I already right. have by grace right. in Christ. And so it it says I'm trying to cause something transactionally mm-hmm. in my life and mm-hmm. circumstances, trying to live out of my resources mm-hmm. or your resources right. or my wife's resources yeah. or ministry resources. Or what I'm trying to get a need met that Christ has already met yeah. for me. So you can apply this to any situation right. in your life, whether it's coworker relationships mm-hmm. or peer relationships or family, mm-hmm. like you just, I mean, this is applicable to any type sure. of relationship. And the oh, more yeah. that you um, are aware or um, wake up to the fact that you're relating transactionally with somebody, mm. like the more that the Lord can um, show you hey, you need to set with me in this insecurity. You need to set with me on the fact that you're trying to suck the life out of somebody else instead of just staying connected to me as life. Right, You know, right. Yeah, I can't suck the life from you as you're trying to suck it, right? Right. I need affirmation and you need security and there's some kind of relational barter going on. We can't. We can't do that. We've got to say, God, you're going to have to meet my needs. And to the degree that I believe that, there's no switch that I can flip. But to the degree that he's grown me Mm -hmm. up in my confidence that he will meet those needs is the degree which I can be available for what only he can do in and through me in the moment. So we move from being children who barely know the gospel to being kind of adolescence. Mm-hmm. I know it, but I'm I'm in conflict with what that mm-hmm. then costs me in my circumstances. Right. I have to make changes and right. make decisions based on what I'm saying I believe. Right. And as I increasingly see that it's true, I grow up to this place where the fruitfulness mm-hmm. of God's life in me, I get to experience as he gives it away mm-hmm. through me, right? His love right. through me, his peace around me, his joy with mm-hmm. others. So I get to experience all of this fruitfulness. And that's where real maturity I don't want to say it starts to pay off. That's the wrong word. But, but I start to go, displayed. this is real in my life. Yeah. This is real in my it's life. It's evident. Right. I mean, he and even you says you, you will away. know them by their fruit. That's right. Yeah, That's right. it's evident in your life. And so what we've really been talking about or what we've gradually moved into talking about here is when your life is, is reprioritized the, mm-hmm. with the new covenant economy. Like you are consciously walking in an awareness of when you're walking in the new covenant economy and when mm-hmm. you're not. It's it's something um, that is a normal rhythm in your life. Yeah, I think the more that I walk in the peace that only he can produce, yeah. the more um, uh, untenable 
walking without that peace becomes. Like I'm not, I don't want to be there. And so when I am, I'm like, okay, I know this is the flesh. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm overcompensating in a coping mechanism. Yeah. I know that Christ is my source. I need to take a moment, look to him, mm-hmm. re-engage relationally so that I'm not living to win an argument right. or to, I mean, when when traffic steals your peace, then yeah. it should be a reminder that I shouldn't be living for peace from traffic. Right. Right. You know, it changes what I'm living for in that moment. Well, and let's just take that as an example. When we move then from uh, it being um, a concept that isn't just a concept, but it's actually reprioritized right. in your life, and you actually move towards owning it, like it becomes so much a part of you. Like you're in traffic, and you don't even think about traffic. Right. Because you're so you're at such rest in his peace and joy that you don't even notice that there's traffic issues. That your drive time is not about the traffic suddenly. Or the conversation with your child is not about what you really need your child to do and to get and to understand. You can actually afford to participate in God's agenda in your child's life. Those things transform our experience because we're not trying to affect Mm -hmm. the outcomes we think we need. It's real freedom. Yeah. So when you move into owning, like... It becomes a part of you. Mm-hmm. It's just who you are. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's right forgiveness or new co- new covenant economy or right um, security or anything else. Right. It's so a, a tennis player, a baseball player, has to practice, be deliberate with a specific. Uh, swing of the bat or a swing right. of the tennis racket, but the goal is that that becomes the new normal, mm-hmm. and uh, it actually is the most natural way of right. swinging a tennis racket. Right. But because I have learned to do that wrongly, I have to really work to do it rightly. Right. And once I am operating according to the truth that I believe, I will be increasingly mm-hmm. convinced of the truth of it. Yeah, yeah. And then you're, then you're a doer. Yeah. And the deception. By nature. By not nature. Not by effort and merit right. and cause. And, yeah. yeah, it's real important. I can't yeah. say it without also saying the opposite. Yeah. You're a doer, but you're a doer because that's what God does mm-hmm. through you as you depend upon him. Yeah. When you're a true doer, you are living by the spirit. <laughs> right. You are not walking by a list of things you're supposed to right. do. Galatians 2.20 yeah. doesn't become less true. I'm increasingly letting him yeah. be the one who's doing the living through me. Yeah. So my doing is actually Christ doing through me, but he's not going to do it without my permission, without my dependence, yeah. without my following his leadership by choice. It's a relational dynamic. So I love Galatians 2.20. Yeah. It says that I'm the one. No, I'm no longer the one doing the living. That me has died. Yeah. And there's a new me. The new me has a new economy where I depend upon him and he Mm -hmm. does the living through me. I let, he lives. We have different verbs now. Used to be the flesh doing the living, but now I, by the soul, am choosing to let him and he lives. Mm -hmm. So good. Mm -hmm. So good. It's such a place of freedom. It it does make oh life, even when I mess up, I go, that doesn't define mm-hmm. me. I can go. Yeah. But that doesn't define me. I'm freer than that. I'm more loved than that. I'm still okay. Yeah. My my okayness mm-hmm. is not in jeopardy by the flesh. Right. So I can just stop walking in it. Yeah. I don't have to fix so it. Good. I can just turn back to Christ and live from him again. So good. So I hope you've been able to glean just a couple of things here, like that the Lord's speaking to your heart about the new covenant economy and and what we're talking about it's it's from a p- fixed position in Christ of just being with him and resting right 
and and that's how your soul becomes conformed. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Good. And, and it's not just this positional thing where, mm-hmm. well, he's made me that way kind of subjectively, but yeah. I, I've got to, or objectively, but I've got to somehow make it happen. Mm-hmm. No, you really are seated in Christ with yeah. Father. There's a spiritual reality to who you are. Mm-hmm. He's in you where you're seated right now, and you're in him where he's seated with the Father. The more I believe it, the more I get a sense of that mm-hmm. in my actual mm-hmm. experience, and I become an increasingly believing believer. That's good. That's good. Anything else you want to communicate before I have you close in prayer? No, I would love to connect with you guys though. So if you want to reach out to me, if you're on social media, just go to at Mike Q. Daniel or Mm -hmm. come by my website, MikeQDaniel.com. Yeah. Uh, Would love. Everything we do is free. Yeah. So would love to connect with you. I would really encourage you guys to jump on. As always, if you have any questions for me, you can email them at Gretchen at GraceChurch.community. So Mike, will you close us out in prayer? Sure. Father, we thank you. You don't just allow us to share and come together mm-hmm. and uh, point each other to you, but you actually call us. Mm-hmm. You told us to make disciples, not to make ministries or make good ideas or great diagrams. We actually are encouraging one another from our relationship with you through our relationship with each other so that you can build up your relationship with someone else. We want to be in a relational dynamic about mm-hmm. who you really are in us and through us, by your grace and grace alone and for your glory. It's not ever going to be, Father, what we do for you. It's always what you do through us as we let you by faith. So thank you, Father, for letting us have this time together. We pray that you would be blessed as we receive it all as your grace. Amen. Amen.